And welcome back to Old Dude Music Review. I'm your host, Tony. Today is the 21st of January, year of our Lord, 2024. And we're going to go back to one of the seminal albums of my lifetime and probably most people who are of the age of 40 and above. The time we went from hair bands and techno quasi-beats of the new wave era it turned into techno and rap and R&B and all the things that, you know, became Taylor Swift. All the synthesizers. And we went to grunge. What an amazing time. I was, of course, as with Super Unknown, um, I was stationed there in the Fort Lewis era area and Nirvana was all over the place. I mean, we all heard about him and my wife went to a show once, but I never did. Um, I saw Soundgarden. She saw a show with uh, Nirvana and the world changed, man. It just blew the hell up. So today we're going to go track by track, um, play some extras that I picked up, uh, other songs that are really great by them. Um, but first, let's go into the album itself. Uh, Nevermind is the second studio album by American rock band Nirvana, released on September 24th, 1991, Sweet Jesus, I'm Old, by DGC Re- Records. It was Nirvana's first release on a major label and the first to feature drummer Dave Grohl. Produced by Butch Vig, Nevermind features a much more polished, radio-friendly sound than the band's prior work. Bleach was pretty rough. I liked it, though. It was recorded at Sound City Studio in Van Nuys, California, and Smart Studios in Madison, Wisconsin in May and June 1991, and mastered that August at the Mastering Lab in Hollywood, California. Written primarily by Kurt Cobain, Nevermind is noted for channeling rage, ranges of emotions being noted as dark, humorous, and disturbing. It includes anti-establishment views, anti-sexism, frustration, alienation, and troubled love inspired by Cobain's broken relationship with Bikini Kills, Toby Vale. Contrary to the popular hedonistic themes of drug and sex at the time, writers have observed that Nevermind revigorated sensitivity to mainstream rock. According to Cobain, the sound of the album was influenced by bands such as the Pixies, R.E.M., and Smithereens, and the Melvins. Though the album is considered a cornerstone of the grudge genre, it is noted for musical diversity, which includes acoustic ballads, poly and something in the way, and punk-inspired hard rock, territorial pissings, and stay away. Nevermind became an unexpected critical and commercial success, reaching the top ten on charts across the world. By January 92, it reached number one of the U.S. Billboard 200 and was selling approximately 300,000 copies a week. The lead single, Smells Like Teen Spirit, reached the top 10 of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and went on to be inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. It, its music video was also heavily rotated on MTV. Three other successful singles, Come As You Are, Lithium, and In Bloom. The album was voted the best album of the year, Paz and ja- Jop critics poll, while Smells Like Teen Spirit also topped the single of the year and video of the year polls. The album also garnered the band's three Grammys nomination and total across 34th and 35th Grammy Awards, including Best, Alternative Music 
album. Nevermind made Nirvana one of the biggest bands in the 90s, with Cobain being dubbed the voice of his generation. It brought grunge and alternative rock to mainstream audience while ending the dominance of hair metal, drawing similarities to the 1960s British invasion of American popular music, and also often credited with initiating a resurgence of interest in punk culture among teenagers and young adults of Generation X. Which I think that's me. Now I'm going to look that up. Let me open another boop. Become the seminal to the counterculture of the decade. It was so, it sold more than 30 million copies, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. In March 1999, it was certified diamond by the Recording Industry Association of America, among the most acclaimed and influential albums, influential albums of the history of music. Nevermind was added by the Library of Congress and National Recording Registry in 2004 for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant, and it's frequently ranked highly on the list of the greatest albums of all time, including being ranked number six on Rolling Stone's 2020 list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. The album has since been reissued with alternate takes and live performances. Alright, per SOP, the program didn't work, so we TikTok this shit. Before we go out song by song on the album, um, which of course starts with Smells Like Teen Spirits and ends with Lounge Act. I want to play my favorite b- version of Something in the Way, which I always call Underneath the Bridge, but that's not the name of the song. It's Something in the Way. And it's by... Um, who did this? The Wizard. It's a version that was taken by... And I, God bless America. I used to have it... Um, I used to have it by the name of the band that did it, and I freaking suck... It doesn't say who it is. Um, you know, I, it doesn't freaking matter. They extended and put some synthesizers on it, and it's just so dark and foreboding, and I can't remember which one this was because I'm into Batman, but I can't remember which movie, and I really don't care. So we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to push play. It's darker, and, um, you know, if you've never listened to the lyrics of this, sweet God, it is so dark. There are times that... When I'm super depressed, they'll come up on my walk mix and I'll, it just makes total sense. It's so much darker. I love it. In fact, I'm too earbudding for this shit.
And it's just a really cool version, so we'll get to the album. I had to play that. I, I listen to that all the friggin' time. All right, Smells Like Teen Spirit. For me, it brings me back to my youth, of course. Um, I remember seeing this on MTV back when MTV actually played music, which was a great concept. It was a great idea, but they just don't do it anymore. Um, we bought the album that day. Literally got in the car, went down and bought a CD because that's how we used to have to do it. And the wife and I wore this fucking thing out. We had, we wore it out. This is all we listened to for a really long period. It was so freaking awesome. This is a, one of the greatest riffs to start a song ever. It's just so simple but awesome. For the record, you couldn't do that anymore. Load up on guns and bring your friends. The fucking lefties would murder you. The chorus, if you look up the, the lyrics, it shows that regardless of who you are, if you're looking at a guy like me walking down the fucking road, gray beard, you think of me as a piece of shit old person, boomer, because you don't have a calendar, because you don't understand that that's my parents, we're all the same as teenagers. With the lights out, it's less dangerous. I feel stupid and contagious. You go through that period of your life of teenage and it's so confusing and you're so fucking hateful and everybody fucking sucks and you can't figure out anything. Nothing makes sense to you. It never changes. You could go back to this time and it was me. You can go to the goth kids. You can go to the emo kids. You can go to the straight edge kids. All this shit my kids did they were listening to this goddamn song, and kids today probably listen to it. I see young kids running around with their Nirvana shirt because it's universal.
it's still got that perfect edgy guitar band sound. Even the solo is messy. It's not perfect. It it take Polythia and do the total opposite. You have Nirvana. And he's actually was interviewed that I didn't play guitar good because if you do, you suck. He was so anti everything. <laughs> just one of the greatest songs ever written of all time. I don't care who you are. This is one of the greatest songs written of all time. It's so simple. It's not fancy. You just got a bass, a drum, a really grungy guitar with way too much freaking fuzz pedal. Simple with lyrics that make sense. It just makes sense to you even though it's gibberish. I mean, none of the lyrics are very lyrically. I mean, you got, you got Taylor Swift writing stories and shit, right? And you have Sleep Token doing some weird-ass shit with a sleep goddess. And you have Nirvana just basically trying to explain, I fucking hate myself. And I hate everybody else. And my son has a sweatshirt company. Um, the fuck is the name? I got it right here. Where did I put that? Lurking class. Lurking class. <laughs> it's basically everybody who listens to Nirvana. All right, so this is In Bloom. Beautiful show from the world-famous Dancing Poodles. Next, ladies and gentlemen, we have three fine young men from Seattle. They're coming. Hold on, they're coming. They're thoroughly all right and decent fellows with their hit single, In Bloom. Here they are, Nirvana. Fucking horrible. 
just always love that song. I think it's really funny as hell. Their videos are super funny. But when I see it, I still get so fucking sad. I just get so sad. What would Nirvana have been? My God. Come as you are. I'm not playing. I'm going to play it loud. It's going to be the last one. I fucking love this song. Let's go to Breed. Ah, I fucking love this song. Everything about their music is so simplistic. It's still got that garage band edge to it. It's just so fuzzed and God, it's just like mana. Nobody makes this anymore because everything's polished. It's corporate. It's packaged. It's sampled. The guitars are perfectly toned. This is just like, it just reminds me of youth. It's not even on. It's like it's not even tuned right. Lithium, another classic, 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 classic song. I'm so happy because today I found my friends in my head. 
other music reviews I don't want to stop it a lot I don't want to get too geeky I just want to play the song but it's just a really good song and if I'm spacing off so many memories man I was young I had hair the world was still huge it wasn't what I think it is now right I mean I this is so 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 long ago but in my head it's yesterday 91 i'd been married for four years i had two children i didn't even know them i got married we moved to oklahoma i did a live fire company had two kids because i was home all the time next thing i know i'm on orders I'm in Korea for 18 months. I don't get to see my kids. My son was born two weeks before I left. My daughter was 17 months old. So by the time this album comes back, we are in Fort Ord, California, but we're going up to Washington all the time to see my folks in Oregon. And the world was still huge. I was still trying to figure things out. I was trying to get my son to call me dad. Because it was so weird. I wasn't there. I mean, in two weeks, I was gone. And this album was kind of like a soundtrack for me. It was, fuck, man. This is not This is not life. My life can't be like this. I thought I was going to be the Brady fucking bunch, get married and have a normal life, and I'm in the Army, and I don't have a life. I never see my family. It sucks. Blah, 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 blah. So the angst for me 
was, I miss the family. The angst for the wife was, man, I married a husband. I don't even get to see this dude. It was just so perfect. It's like the perfect album at a perfect time when we needed music. So, sorry, I'm getting too weird about it, but it, a lot of memories. Polly, really sad song. It's real. He read an article about a woman that was kidnapped and raped. And so he wrote a song. a cracker Think I should get off her first Think she wants some water To put out the blowtorch Isn't me Having seed Let me clip Dirty wings Let me take a ride Cut yourself Want some milk Please myself, got some rope, haven't told, promise you, haven't true, let me take a ride, cut yourself, want some mouth, please myself. really simple songs that just really works. I mean, the lyrics are horrible. This and Rape Me are the two songs that got the most shit off. Rape is off in utero, in utero, but it wasn't... He wasn't meaning rape, rape, but yeah, at the time, people couldn't stand it, but I like that song. I always liked Polly. I thought it was a really good song. The next one is like one of the last real punk rockish songs that ever graced the airwaves and was in a band was Territorial Pissings. And I... It's taken me decades. This is how bad this is. Decades to get this back into my playlist. Because it still hurts. And I'll talk about it, about a suicide and everything and where I was, yada, yada. But it just hurts. I mean, this was just... The only thing we have close to it now are people like into Metallica, the sleep token craziness, which we'll talk about at the end of the show. It's funny because um, I wore a shirt and was surprising the people all. Well, I'll tell it right now. I'm wearing it. I went to a doctor's appointment. Young Latino woman that was very attractive with pierced nose. Three other women, all very young. Nobody my age saw the shirt, freaked the fuck out. They were like, you listen to it? I go, yeah, I'm really into them. And it was a slice. I mean, it was a black lady, a white girl, a Latino person, me, single, married, with kids, without kids. It was like a cross-section. And they were just obsessed with this band. And I go, yeah, me too. I got them all. I bought them all. And I just thought it was really funny that that band has really just kind of grabbed all sorts of people. that They just threw it out there, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, all right. So Territorial Pissings. Fucking love it. Come on! 
That is a rip on the Beatles, which I think is awesome. Here it comes. many times and that's why I was on my phone I didn't want to freaking look up how many times I have fucking screamed that fucking song driving somewhere just fuck or when life goes wrong territorial pissings one baby to another says I'm lucky to meet you You know, a lot of this is always, uh, not to yell, sorry, I got two earbuds on. Um, earbugs? Earbuds. Um, a lot of this is always brought up to Nirvana, uh, Kurt Cobain, yada yada, guitarist, lyricist, yada. You go back to every one of these songs, and I don't like them as much now, and I've been a Foo Fighter fan. You know, I, I like some of their albums, Peace, Hope, whatever the hell, that long titled album. I really love that one. I must have sang Everlong to my wife a million times, lovingly. Um, 
since it came out. It just, it's a beautiful song. But Dave Grohl's drums, it makes the album. I mean, if you really listen to it, it makes the album in the background. It's really good. It's always a good song. Drain You has always been a great song. We'll do Lounge Act, and then we're going to do a bunch of extras just because it's Nirvana and finish with Come As You Are, which is just, it was the first song I ever learned to play on a guitar. I just had to play it. to back one of the most complete for a grunge era album super unknown in this were the two albums that were just from front to back just amazing 
and they sold like crazy because it was a complete album. Some you do not find now. You get EPs, five or six songs. They're not that good. Kind of piss me off. You know, you get a couple great songs, or most bands are putting out one song, and that's the song, and everything else blows ass, and you wait for another good song. They had so many great songs. We're going to start with uh, Been a Son. Uh, no, let's do All Apologies. From uh, In Utero. Just a great song. I mean, this is simplistic guitar. Couldn't say that shit anymore. What else should I write? I don't have the right. What else should I be? All apologies. In the sun, in the sun, I feel as one. In the
It's just an amazing song. It's so simple. There's not a lot. It's just a run on a guitar. It's just, it's just a beautiful song. They don't make songs like that. Nobody makes songs like this anymore. This is another one of my favorites, Been a Son. It's off uh, Bleach, I think. That is just a good song, man. Just a lot of simple stuff. It repeats a lot. I got it. But, man, that one's good. This is one of my just all-time faves. This is Negative Creep. I fucking fuck. I can just say fuck. Sorry. Fuck and fuck. And fuck this song is awesome. play the live one sorry i thought i grabbed the live one so we're gonna we're gonna wait a few seconds and i'm gonna download this stuff and we're gonna play uh heart shape box let's do heart shape box while we're downloading the good negative creep because this is off of in utero this was freaking awesome just once again i can only say and i saw i'm sorry for the word Fuck!
Broken hymen of your highness. Of your highness I'm left back. Throw down your rebellious so I can climb right back. Alright, I'll stop. I'm ruining the show, so I can't help but sing that fucking song. I Mm. A lot of memories in that song. A lot of anger. I was dealing with shit. Wasn't happy. Here is The Man Who Sold the World, which I never knew was a Bowie song. And this version, just like Tool taking uh, no quarter and making it something gooder, way gooder, I think this version is perfect. Okay, we've all heard it, so I, I know I'm kind of doing a hodgepodge, but it that's just a great song. We then have You Know You're Right. This song, I think, is really fun because, and the memories for me, is the fact that this song came out, and my kids 
were raised in a music family. I mean, they heard Johnny Mathis, Barry Manilow, uh, Depeche Mode, Grunge, Slipknot, Jazz. We were very musical. The wife played saxophone, and she was super musical. I was in a choir, so I was into music. My mom made us learn a little piano, and I learned guitar for a while. And we were just forced as kids to do music, and then we became audiophiles. And I remember one of the coolest things is, you know, when me and the wife courted, she was in Alaska, I was from Oregon, but we listened to so much of the same music. And it wasn't the music everybody was listening to. You know, I didn't listen to friggin' hair bands. Tony didn't do hair bands. F that shit. I was listening to cool stuff. So we were both cool in our minds, right? Like we listened to music that nobody else listened to. And you had to be cool to listen to that crap. Whereas now... No offense, I, I've covered her album, and I think she's an icon, but come on, Taylor Swift stuff, that's pre-packaged corporate music. It's like everybody sings that crap. There's nothing new. That's why Sleep Token was such a big deal. I saw some girl last night. Who the fuck was she? Uh, SNL. SNL. Last night was SNL. Last night. Who the hell was on it? Uh, what was her name? Rachel McDadams makes surprise Silent Live appearance. That wasn't her. She looks very nice, though. Renee Rapp. Never heard of her. She got on and sang. Never heard of her. Don't know who the hell she was. It sounded like every other goddamn song that's put out right now. I mean, I have listened to little Billie Eilish lately, and there's that one song. Um, I'll look it up in a second. Let's just play uh, You Know You're Right. So uh, back to my point. I'm back on the highway. I took an off-ramp. I'm not using nav because I've navigated all over the world, so F that. I'm a man. I'm back on the highway. Story continues. My kids were raised in that house. And they knew Nirvana was. So when the Black Album came out and You Know You're Right came out, everybody thought it was a new band. And my kids were dogging people and coming home and going, thank you for making us cool because nobody knew who Nirvana was. I felt good about that. People do this, but I'm going to do it. I fuck, I love that. Hey, 
everything about that goddamn chorus is sexy as fuck. Everything about it, from the off-tune, the fucking feedback, to the power chords, to him screaming. I'd play that at my goddamn funeral if I could. Come, come inside. I no longer have to hide. Let's talk about someone else standing still against a mouth. Nothing really bothers her. She just wants to love herself. I won't move away from here. You won't be afraid of fear. The thought was put into this. I always know to come like this. say words I can't formulate I cannot formulate a sentence about that song and it was basically a b-side they never even put it out it's kind of like that fighting with myself by Linkin Park which is next we're going to do Linkin Park and it's going to break my heart because I love Linkin Park I have a fucking Linkin Park tattoo on my back I don't feel good about it I probably shouldn't have done it but I did it it's not very big it's like this big it's the high hybrid dragonfly soldier that's my online burner account hybrid dragonfly because hybrid theory and it was a dragonfly soldier with a flag i got that on my back off hybrid theory and i fucking love lincoln park i loved them more than my kids loved them my kids loved them because i loved them i took them to the concert i saw them on the meteora tour twice i fucking love them and that's our next album and it breaks my heart because once again chester's dead um Nirvana is another one. It just hurts. When I listen to them, it hurts. Negative Creep, live version. I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to play it. Because this is probably the end of garage band style. You know, there was Nirvana, and then later on you got... um, Fuck. My brain just locked. Everclear. I was a huge Everclear. They're on the list. There's a bunch of Everclear songs that I just love. And they were from Portland and had that same grungy guitar guitar band, which I just kind of like it. When you're listening to nothing but prepackaged corporate bullshit, 
it's nice every, every once in a while to hear something just edgy, right? And so I pull these albums out and listen to them. But this song, I'm not going to say a word, I'm just going to play it. Fuck it. our last one it's come as you are it's just one of those songs that for me it's like my parents listening to I want to hold your hand and I'm sure it's for Swifties when they'll be in my age they'll listen to blank spaces or shake it off probably shake it off and just have this wave of emotion bringing over them of their youth and a dance with a boy or a girl or whatever the fuck you're into and you'll feel happiness. And I hear come as you are. And sometimes it's really happy because it brings me back to 1991 when I was Jesus Christ in a popsicle stick. Uh, that's 33 years ago. I was... 23 years old. Son of a bitch. 
I'm fucking old. Front to back, there's just of a classic um, album like that. um, I mean, come on, there's just there's nothing like that anymore. It's just not there. It's sad. Um, 
it's very sad. And there's times that uh, I think back to that stage and our music landscape now, and, and I'm just like, what the fuck happened? What happened to us? Where do, where do we go from um, where we're at now um, or then to now? How did we get off the track? Because we used to have this incredible music. Uh, people played instruments and we literally had fucking, um, you know... <laughs> You had bands that had horn sections and shit. Well, now you get that with Justin Timberlake, which is kind of cool. Um, but you, you just don't... You, you don't have this anymore. Um, and it's kind of sad. For me, it's it's kind of sad. It's just a really sad state of music. Um, and as stated, it, it goes back to the fact that now these songs are... They're, the, they're in my DNA... They are who I am musically and what I listen to, and what I feel and what I want from music. It's all from our environment, right? You know, if you were born and raised listening to um, rap, then you want, you know, a kick-ass beat and you're looking for, um, not to try to be cool, some kind of, uh, some kind of, uh, I guess new flow right you want something different and let's be honest it 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 comes every once in a while and you go oh god that was it man that was it that that that's different i love that it was like 50 cents right i had a bunch of guys who were friends and uh when 50 cents came out and i i'm saying 50 not trying to be cool but that's his fucking name um (laughs) freaking that was a different flow right and even if you were a guy like me that wanted rock and needed that power chord, you still got into that uh, in the club with a bottle full of bub. That was just fucking cool, right? It was different. So you're, you're going back to your roots and you want something different. For me, I'm going back to, God, I wish Justin Timberlake or Taylor Swift would do some songs with some goddamn guitars and I'd be in heaven because it'd be crossing over my music with my old music, my my need for guitars, because that's the moment I was 12, headphones, eruption, and my life changed. And I went, God, I love that sound. I mean, I need that sound. It's so freaking intoxicating. If it's a beat, if it's a guitar, if it's a drum, if it's a trumpet, if it's a saxophone, it's what music does to us, right? It just grabs us, and God, we got to have it. It is almost sexual. If you're a real audiophile, it's like, God, that feels so good, which sounds creepy saying it that way, but it does, right? It gets in you, and you just, I got to have that sound. Nirvana will always be the band with Soundgarden that changed me and made what I listened to be totally different. Sadly, because he was just like Chester and they were just like me, they had an inner monologue saying, I fucking hate me. I hate everything about me. 
And it didn't matter that they had fame. It didn't matter they had fortune. It didn't matter that every one of us on the other side of the fucking rope line were going, my God, I wish I had that. I wish I could get on a stage. I wish I could sing my words. I wish thousands of people would scream my emotions back in my face to validate that I'm not a fucking loser or I'm not a psycho. I'm just like everybody else. And for some of you that are younger and looking at an old fuck saying shit like this, yeah, I know it's crazy, but it doesn't change. If you right now hate yourself when you're 50s, you're still going to hate yourself. It doesn't matter. It doesn't stop. It's not like you all of a sudden go, oh, I like me. But it proves that fame, fortune, likes, virility of social media, it doesn't change you if you hate yourself. And you feel that through music. You hear it in lyrics. There's not a lyric by Nirvana or Linkin Park, which we're doing right after I hit pause and publish this thing, that doesn't say, man, I got issues mentally. So I remember the night that he killed himself. I was in the Mojave doing a National Training Center rotation. And for those that don't know anything about the military, you get taken out in the middle of the desert and then you do a whole field problem and the field problem is like any it's like war if you die you're dead they got to cart your dead ass off you could take you back to the rear and then you get put back into the system as a new soldier and they got to get you out to the unit it's the real deal if you don't have food you fucking starve if you don't have liquid you go thirsty it's a real war and we were supporting the 24th it was 24th Infantry. It was an old mechanized... It was from Port Fopoke. They don't exist anymore. And we were just doing blocking positions. We'd be up in these mountains just putting up a defense to stop people from coming. And we were getting chased by helicopters all night. It sucked. A lot of walking, no sleeping. And at one time, we linked up as a platoon and we all got in this huge perimeter getting ready for a defense. And me and my buddy, Troy Rodriguez, were audiophiles and the word had gone out that Kurt Cobain had killed himself. And we sat back to back in this perimeter and we sang Nirvana songs very softly all night, word for word, me and my buddy Troy. I own every fucking magazine that came out about his death. I still have all the CDs wrapped in a box with him because he was our Pied Piper. He was saying what we felt because we were the young people. Yet his lyrics still speak to everybody because it never changes. Once again, if you're a teenager, it could be in the year 3000. Somehow, some way, unless you're one of the chosen, beautiful people that everybody loves and your life is perfect and you just are born with that narcissistic Travis Kelsey gene that I don't know how people could have that. I don't understand it. I, I envy it and can think you are so fucking awesome. I, I mean, not dogging the dude, but you, you go to his Instagram, it's like, I love me. And women love it, so it works for him, but I just don't even know what that's like to put pictures up every day of me I'm awesome 
So that's a one percenter, right? A tenth of a percent is him. A tenth of a percent is a Taylor Swift or a Lady Gaga or a Beyonce that just, we are awesome, we love ourselves, we're great. The rest of us, 99.9% of us poor souls, roam the earth with self-loathing and de- deprecation of ourself, right? And we find solace in the lyrics of Nirvana songs and Linkin Park or Billie Eilish, correct? Or maybe Eminem, just sadness. It makes us feel like we're not alone. So that's what Nirvana and Nevermind was. It was reminding me that I'm not alone. There's a lot of people like me, and they hate themselves too, and it's okay. Because we'll hate each other together. So that wraps up. Jesus. That was a little deep. That'll wrap up another episode of Old Dude Music Review. Nevermind. Just a seminal album. Find this on SoundCloud. Flower Politics with K. Podcast at gmail.com to send me an email and say cover this and I will you can see this on rumble 5532123 you'll see me on the phone messaging people sorry I didn't want to talk too much today I want the music to talk and you'll see me singing I'm sorry I, some of the songs I tried I got my head off the mic but it's impossible because I've been singing them since 1991 it's hard not to sing them I hope you enjoy this please leave your comments tell me how bad I suck or how good it was We're going to go straight into Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. So today you'll have episode, what is this, episode 9, and you'll have episode 10. I really thank you for listening, and take care.